feels so masturbatory. So, what? <laughs> well, it's that's a good way to, to bring us in right there. Have you been feeling a little low lately? <laughs> <laughs> Well, cheers to you. Cheers to you. And then it's, it's good to be hanging around, but you know, I was today in this weekend has been, I don't know. It, it's, it's felt like the, the last week or week and a half has gone so slow. I don't know why. Has that happened to you? Not really, but I feel like you're talking slow right now. Well, I, I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm talking to myself right now. All right, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the podcast. Neighbors don't knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, our season finale, season three, episode 20. That's right. It is here. It's weird. Why is it weird? Because it, yesterday we started season three. I'm convinced. It, we need to get you a watch. Calendar. No. New phone. I don't know. What? What? what it, how do people even keep track of, of the days anymore? <laughs> Brian, in fairness, I don't know what I have for breakfast this morning. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey guys, uh, we are excited because we have a new. We have a co-host. I was about to say a new co-host, but he's a guest co-host with us today, Mr. Brandon Del Castillo. What's up, Brandon? What's happening, boys? Uh, hey, what, is it, what? Saving the best for last. Uh, season twenty. I mean, uh, episode twenty. <laughs> <laughs> season. If we make it to season twenty, man, we're doing really well. <laughs> Yeah, champagne, champagne's on me. If is, we make it is, to, is uh, it, I was hoping champagne would be at season five, let alone twenty. Why do we have to wait till twenty? Um, but Brandon, good to have you, man. And for our listeners who aren't aware, Brandon has been a guest on our show previously. It was season one that we had Brandon on our Disney episode, glowing up Disney. So that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> where you two made fun of me for like twenty minutes straight, and yeah. always will. Yes, yeah. right. Absolutely. And yeah, by the by the way, back Brandon, <laughs> worst villain choice ever. <laughs> We're already starting out with that, uh, but I, although we can ask, did you rethink your villain? You've had at least a year and a half to think about. I that. reaffirmed it. Uh, yo, that, all right. Well, yeah, I, I um, watched the movie twice just to make sure that right, the wheel was going the most down badass swinging. Disney, yeah. <laughs> it's going down swinging on this one. All right, but we guys are excited to have you here with us, Brandon. Uh, we are going to be getting into some weird house guest habits. Also, we're going to have a little nostalgia talk, a little bit of futuristic things. Um, also, we're going to talk about some neighbor frustrations. I know all of you have neighbor frustrations. And also, you're going to want to stick around to the end of the episode for a really great announcement you're not going to want to miss. So let's get going right away. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together. And that's why we choose Alpacion. Alpacion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.alpacion.com. So that was our El Pacion sponsorship. We want to give them a big shout out. So hello. Yeah, absolutely. Hello. And if you haven't tasted that delicious wine, it is exquisite. It's I great. The, the, the Malbec is, oh, it's so delicious. Yep. And El Pacion, if you're uh, listening, little hint, I happen to just run out because it's so delicious. I drank it all up. So <laughs> have, you, have you ever had it while glamping? 
I've never had it while glamping. I would love to glamp. Have you been glamping? No, but I also would love to glamp. I, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a term that I would use. Like, I think you start using that every day. <laughs> How are you feeling? Glamping. I mean, you're an actor. I think everything you do is glamping, basically. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> As I, I'm like flicking my hair now. <laughs> I'm here with everything I own. Didn't you call Brian a glamping idiot earlier? Something like that. <laughs> uh, see how the, it ta- may have rhymed. the tables turned. <laughs> the tables have turned. Oh, um, how the turntables have. I know. Well, you know, glamping, though, is becoming like the new thing. Like you talk about people that are doing. No one does real camping anymore. I shouldn't say that. No one in their 40s or 50s that I know does real camping anymore. Well, do you ever look at those websites like blessthestuff.com or uncrate.com or anything like that? No. It's a cool... <laughs> <laughs> he Thank never you, took he, he never Brandon. he never took an improv class. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you a professional actor as well? What's going on here? Well, they they have uh, a. F- <laughs> I can't even recover. <laughs> I, I think you should try because it's actually funny. If you were a professional actor, you would know just to roll with it. Indeed. No, they actually have quite a lot of uh, uh, products that they peddle for things like glamping, right? Like the luxury survival gear. You know. Wait, wait. What is a what's in a luxury survival gear? It's like you know, it's a, it's a duvet cover for your own bed. Oh, the, ooh. See, now I could see why I would need that <laughs> when I was glamping. <laughs> it I does fit the criteria. I, I, I can't go. I can't go out without my duvet cover. <laughs> it does fit the criteria. No, it, it's like it's like uh, you know, paracord belts and like watch wristbands and stuff that you can take off and you can have wait thousand a pair a paracord. What is a paracord belt? I'm pretty a bunch sure. of paracord woven up into a belt that you can then unweave, oh. and you've got paracord, but you're fucked because you can't get your pants <laughs> up anymore. Okay, but you can propel down. Uh, a I'm pretty or sure something. every watch comes with a wristband, but that yeah, you know. not a paracord wristband though. Uh, whoa, oh, <laughs> I mean, what would you tie that to? <laughs> That's the question, right? Like, you know, your wife. I don't know, right? Just, come on, honey, yeah. let's go. Yeah. All right, Just well, stand uh, really still. <laughs> oh man, we've come a long way from the five pound Swiss Army knife where you could get the spoon out and the fork and uh, you know the tweezers did you ever use the the fork or any i remember always using a little saw for the swiss army knife but i never used the fork okay you're the first person i've ever heard use the saw you wonder why (laughs) because the saw sucks it doesn't do shit you you can saw through a twig really wonderfully with one of those things. I, I, I mean, I'm can't telling, you just snap it? What the hell would you ever need a saw this big for? Well, I'm sorry, but when we were building our <laughs> forts back in the day, we had to use my my uh, dad's or not my dad, but uh, my paracord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it rips to, <laughs> right through it. You wouldn't believe it. We okay. had, I stand I mean, from the treehouse. We had to rappel down, right? No, and we we no, we use uh, my buddy's dad had a, one of those massive. Swiss Army nice like with like everything. So, you know, we, we thought it was like cool thing, cool beans, man. We'd have to use it for everything. So we'd use every one of them. But when we got the to saw. the fork, well, when we got to the fork, we didn't know what to use it for. But the, the saw, we were just, just cutting cutting shit. Like bonsai trees? I mean, what, <laughs> I mean it was what, what, like, there's a lot there's a lot of B C initials. <laughs> <laughs> they had a they had a toothpick that you could pull out of one end. And I'm like, well, I didn't ever discover who's that. Who's ever you reusing that. So I've actually seen people use the toothpick and reuse it, which is just gross, <laughs> right? But, but what blows my mind is the other side, those tweezers, the tweezers that are right. like, seriously, like beyond thin, they can't grip anything. <laughs> you couldn't pull a hair out of your eyebrow with those things. 
What's the point? I don't know. I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't trust the tweezers that they they give you. No. You know, the big ones had a corkscrew on it. Now that's very helpful. That's useful. Uh, and there's also the the scissors, which that, see, if this... you could hold the the knife and then try to cut, um, which I have tried many times, it does not work. Yeah, but the scissors were even for. I have small hands. Even for someone with small hands, they you know you couldn't really they hurt. It. Carny folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah carny folk. <laughs> small right. hands. Smells like small cabbage. Hands. <laughs> as long as I could stay in the lines cutting. Uh, all right, let, let's jump into our first segment. Um, weirdest house guest habits. All right, so I'm gonna jump right, Brandon. What is the weirdest house guest habit that you've come across, or have you had someone that's come into your home and just you're just like what you know i've i thought about this for a while and i couldn't think of one specific uh most of my house guests are pretty well mannered and they 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 sleep properly and they eat properly but i'm gonna go off i'm gonna go off a little bit uh something you're not expecting so it wasn't a it wasn't a human house guest it was a uh my sister left her dog Ooh. so house guest Fun, fun. And, you know, yeah, that's like it. They count. That's fine. We, we kept uh, her dog. It was a black lab named Cody, short for Dakota, and uh, became really a sweet dog, very well behaved, and uh, it stayed three months with us for like the summer. It was awesome. Uh, actually, it was wow, actually, three months. It was where like where months. were they? They had moved, uh, they were in the Peace Corps. Oh, okay. In um, okay. Costa Rica. That, okay, it's hard to say no to that. Yeah. I, I was like, if it's like a three-month like trip down the Riviera or something, you know, it's like, can't you guys board your dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was thinking it was summer, but actually the story is going to let everybody know that it was October, November, December. Because this house guest, we came out uh, to find the dog. The dog's doing pretty good. Looks good. Um, e- eating well off your table? Oh, Eating extremely well. Um, <laughs> we had done gingerbread houses oh. the night before. And uh, oh. we came out and we could not find the gingerbread house anywhere. Not the buttons! Not the gumdrop <laughs> buttons! Oh, he was savaged. Um, yeah, so uh, later that day, we couldn't find it. And the dog looked very innocent. Uh, later that day... Behind the couch, we found the entire regurgitated oh. uh, <laughs> gingerbread house. The entire thing, oh. like like pieces of it, or no. just, just a pile. It was a pile. Okay. Yeah. Now, you've a, got, now you got that Shrek, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah it like I'm melting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. It was pretty gross. Uh, that, that, that one's kind of hard to beat. I, you know, we used to have our dogs, my wife and I, when we would go on vacation, we hated boarding our dogs at some of these places. Um, th- th- I, we just didn't trust them. And so we would call friends and, and one of our, Brandon, one of our friends, uh, Heather, uh, shout out if she's listening, Heather Tipsword. We uh, thank you so much <laughs> for taking in our dogs for like two weeks. But she took our dogs in. Uh, several times, but the last time that we did, they were getting up there in age. And so when you have a little bit more of senior dogs, there's more chances for bowel movements and accidents and things like that. And that was that was it. That that was the end. And I was like, mm. so Heather, I, I still love you and thank you very much if you're listening. Yeah, what about no. you guys? Any human house guests? 
Okay, so I've got two. So I, I have I've had an overnight house guest before that did something I found really strange, and and she's actually a, a she's actually a good friend. She's married to it to a dear dear old friend of mine, but she would take a full glass of wine, say goodnight, and then disappear to the guest room while we're all just kind of hanging out and like drinking and finishing up our drinks, whatever. And we asked, we're like, so does she always take a glass of wine to to bed? Yeah, what? Well, well, why don't you? <laughs> Um, well, uh, what's wrong with duh. you? I mean, you know, most people who know me would think, of course he does. You know, but <laughs> he has an IV bag yeah, like yeah, next that, to his bed. That, that's a weird one. The the other one though, it's not so much an overnight guest, but a dear friend of mine who comes over quite frequently. For whatever reason, he has to take a crap in our guest bathroom every single time he comes over. Hey, it's it's he's regular. I, I I guess. I mean, I've tried switching up the times, though. That's it. Doesn't work. <laughs> you're you're testing out to see if it's either your bathroom that he likes or his bowel movements or just that. Yeah, exact. you know, he's not a listener, but if you ever are, buddy, I'm just quite curious. You know what's going on? Because my wife actually <laughs> I'm asked. Sure, me to he'd switch love up the to times. comment on that. Oh, your your house is is glamping to him. It is. It, it is entirely. Yeah, he's, like, he's got the shovel. He's like, where do I dig? You know, it's like, dude, this is glamping. You don't dig. We're flushable here. Do you have? Do you give them the belts? <laughs> When they walk in, <laughs> you're, you're loosen, up, hey, loosen up your paracord. paracord belt just yeah. in case you need to come down the stairs. Yeah, your little Mophie juice pack for your iPhone for when you're stuck in the woods. Here and you your, go. And your Swiss Army knife with included fork for yeah. breakfast. Yeah. There you go. No, but seriously, the dude feels the need to take a shit every single time he comes over to my house, and I don't understand it. We've tried switching the times at my wife's request. She's like, "Please switch it up. It must be we catch him." You know, right after coffee or whatever. I, I feel like that's I feel like that's a one of those I don't want to do it in my place. I'll do it in your place type. I'm of moments. wondering, like, is you my toilet I mean? is my toilet seat really comfortable or something? Is that there could be? I, I've sat on your toilet seat. It, let's not go above and beyond. It's not that. It's, it's not, not it, that good. It, right? No, it's not like Henry the Eighth comfortable. No, <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I got to jump in. You know, I, just as a compliment to you and your wife, every time I've come over here, I, I have been fed well. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's just purging well, the, the, well, to make room. <laughs> Clearing the... Me- I, I was... Clear I, the mechanism. I was fine, and then I get over here, and I say, hey, I gotta... I gotta make some more room. What is that, duck confit? <laughs> well, on that note, do we need to take a break right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, should we, should, maybe I should like spray some Tabasco on the seat or something and make it the last time. Oh, uh, well, we can get into that in just a little bit. Well, you know, for, you know, one thing I think that we all are, and I think all of you guys are like this as well, but me personally, I love to have guests, but I also love when guests leave. I really do because I, you know, you love hosting, you love having and being around people, but there's just something to me that when your guests leave or when you get to be just home and it's just like you, it just, it's kind of like a sigh of relief. I don't know. Do are you guys feel the same way? Yeah. I kind of dig that. I mean, it's not, it's not that you're against having house guests, but you know, and even being a house guest, I, when I visit and even, even my folks or someone else that we stay with, I'm also relieved when we leave. I love being there. I love seeing them. But when you get to get to your own bed, your own home, and it's just like, it's a calmer thing, I'm all about it. So, But I, I urge that all of you out there and listeners, hopefully you guys are good house guests because I, I think it's important for us to be a good house guest. I think I, so, too. I, I really do. I think that it says a lot about a person, and, and I know we we're, we joke about it, but it's very obvious when you have people that come in and, and don't you notice when they respect your your home and when they don't. And I think it speaks a lot for who those people are that come into our houses. 
Yeah, I think so too. One of the things that drives me absolutely shithouse crazy is when people come in, figure out where the glassware is, start helping themselves to glasses, take like a water, put it on the counter, half hour goes by, they grab another one, start stacking up dishes. Oh, wow. That, that's, that, yeah. See, I, I'm never, I don't, unless it's my parents' house, I'm never that comfortable to go into somebody's home and just start taking stuff out. I would be like, hey, wear your glasses. Yeah, no, I'm like Garth from Wayne's World. I pull out the little Dixie cup. <laughs> if you can spew, spew into this. Yes. <laughs> exactly, right? Hey, let's take a moment to talk about the Sacred Heart Ranch of Idaho. This season, Neighbors Don't Knock is brought to you by supporters of this 501c3 nonprofit that will provide a home to come back to for those who don't have one. They're doing incredible work by offering temporary housing for women of all faiths and backgrounds between the ages of 18 and 25. Yeah, Brian, that includes women aging out of foster care, discharged from the military with trauma, or pregnant for the first time with nowhere to go. Operating according to a trauma-informed care model, the Sacred Heart Ranch of Idaho will foster emotional intelligence, confidence, independence, and utilize recreation for healing. To learn more about this important work and how to help these young women heal, learn, and grow, visit their website, sacredheartranch.org. And now, back to the show. All right, so I want to go back a bit to the whole glamping thing, because I see that as one of those, like, weird-ish trends that I can see for, for property like El Pasión's that I can see like, oh yeah, I want to go glamping. I mean, it's beautiful. It's built out. It's ready to go. You've got the stars. You've got the, the sort of landscape, but you don't have to worry about taking care of yourself. But most people think about glamping in terms of going off to some little like nature park, but having all the comforts of home with them. I find that to be a very weird like 2000. 2000s, let's just say, kind of thing to do, right? Do you guys think that that's one of those things that might not have any staying power that like in, in four or five years, maybe 20 years, we look back and we go, eh, that was weird. Oh, I don't know. I, it, I've never even personally officially glamped. I, I'd like to, but I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if the term's going to stick or not, I, I feel like it's just luxury. It's a luxury villa. That that's really what it is. Yeah, I mean, there'll always be some kind of form of that people want to get outside. I mean, even if it's glamping with an RV or something like that, I think there's be some form of that always. Um, you know, we'll we'll just put our house on the back of this truck in uh, 40 years, and we'll go out to the park, and then well, you know, we'll we'll rent a a camping location for the weekend, and then put load the house back up and and we'll go back to our neighborhood and put it back on on the site well in all fairness though glamping to one person is not glamping to the to the next right that's true so i mean it depends how you you could go really loose with that term i mean someone that just literally has like a slip and slide could be like that's glamping you know you know versus someone that's got a full-fledged sauna hot tub that rolls out from there you know so it depends what I, I was trying to think jetsons in the future you know you throw the the whole house on and, and move for the weekend and then bring it back well, right do, do you know and it yeah. pops up i would love it. that and you know our our uh, our little roomba vacuum yeah. we actually we call it rosie from the Jets. Nice. Ours, <laughs> ours is Ellie. So oh, is it? Okay. So, okay, so I, I want to know about this, the Roomba thing, because I saw your Roomba last time I was at your place, yeah. Brian. I assume neither of you have cats, because that must just drive them batshit crazy. Well, I mean, we had dogs. Um, psycho people have cats. 
I'm, I'm, we're all on the same page for that, uh, you know. <laughs> and, to and all of our listeners who are cat lovers, Brandon <laughs> is a temporary co-host. <laughs> but I am a permanent co-host, and I don't like cats. <laughs> well, I'm deathly allergic, so I get a pass. But oh, <laughs> let's just. Uh, but okay, right. you know, you know what? My, my, my wife is deathly allergic. All right, fair, fair so, play. So, so, fair sorry, play. so you're you're in one story houses or apartments, right? Yes, your, your vacuum can take care of. Well, yeah, for me, yeah. I mean, I have a two-story house. You do? Yeah. Do you have a room on each floor? No, we have carpet upstairs. But yours tackles carpets and hardware. Like, it climbs it, over it, the little It will. It'll, it'll hop over into the bedroom and do that. I hate it, though, because it doesn't... I don't feel like it cleans it like a vacuum does. Well, here's an idea. Use a fucking vacuum. <laughs> I do. We do, we do when, we have, when we're having neighbors come over. Yes, exactly. I'm the <laughs> well, same hang way. Hang on a yeah. second. Okay, th- this, this transitions really nicely in, in, into this segment of, uh, of what we might look back on and think is really weird. So, so you honestly, like you guys vacuum to supplement your robot vacuum? So the Roomba is there, so it there's no buildup, right? And especially dogs coming in and out. You don't, you don't want that, that daily dust building up. But if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to have people over, you, you give it the full vacuum treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. You obviously don't use a vacuum very often. Well, no, we vacuum all the time. (laughs) Oh, okay. But but we're in a three-story, very narrow townhouse, right? So Roombas for us, I mean, you had a a vacuum slinky that can go up and down the stairs. (laughs) That's the next step. That's going to be the next step where it like hovers, like it goes to a step and just hovers up. The next time that Elon Musk has to delay self-automated driving one more time it's going to be the slinky robot the slinky vacuum that he's going to distract people with guarantee oh, that slink everyone like everyone it. loves a slinky everyone loves a slinky i know so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for that too i would i'd be i'd watch it that would be entertainment for me <laughs> well, <laughs> here at neighbors don't knock we recognize that everybody loves a slinky is in fact trademarked <laughs> Uh, not, not only not only would Brian watch the Slinky as entertainment, but if you put a ball off off of a uh, off a stick, and oh he, man, I chase he will it. Chase I'll it. chase it. Uh, a red light, uh, also. So you are the cat. That makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cats don't chase balls. They they chase they chase anything. Dogs chase balls. Dogs also chase anything, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest with each other. I don't give a shit what you throw. It could be a stick of dynamite. That fucking up. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this. Do you feel that the technology that we're going to be seeing, that we've seen, I mean, you look at everything today, right? We were talking about vacuums and all the automated stuff, but do you think that that's going to be something that is taking another giant leap forward in the next 20 years? Absolutely. I mean, it's, I think it's easy to say that, but I don't know. What, I, I you feel mean outside like, of vacuum slinking. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, let's just say, like flying cars. Do we do we see that in the future in the next 40 years? Probably not my lifetime. I, I think it's I think I think the technology is there now. Um, it's it's more of uh, how do you use it? Utility, right? Do you have certain fly lanes? Uh, how do you regulate that? That I think the technology of having flying cars is already there. Yeah, the problem is why. It'll be highway-style lanes if you were to hover over a city. It'd be way too dangerous to have a bunch of people flying also, around. Uh, also, what, what would power that? It'll be probably electric, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so, so it wouldn't stay in the air very long? That's <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. On a cold day, you better, you better have a short destination. <laughs> but anything else uh, besides cars that you think uh, we're on the verge of that you could see? Well, the they future? keep talking about this, the, the way they're delivering packages, like automated robots for drones. Amazon drones, like to dr- uh, dropping off packages. Also, with certain car services, they're also talking about a lot of things with 
um, cars and that they're having non drivers like robot drivers that are coming in. And I, I, I actually, okay. So I was actually in a car. It was a pickup truck, but state of the art, brand new. Was it, was it the electric? Like it was one of those electric pickup trucks or was it like full, like regular? It was full regular, but, um, the, it, it, it would drive itself. Oh, they have added that in. Okay. Yeah. And so when they, when, but when you say drive itself, what does that mean? So I'll, I'll tell you, he was, uh, driving down the road behind the car, it, the car would speed up to follow the car, to keep the same distance. It would slow down by itself. He wouldn't even keep his hands on the wheel. Um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, uh, put his foot on the brake. It made me very uncomfortable, but I didn't know if I was more or less comfortable because he had been drinking. So, <laughs> So well, all right. I won't be saying who that was. I but. mean, but you know what? That's what people would end up using that kind of stuff for. I feel like, and that's not necessarily the best situation. But it worked phenomenal. I was like, wow, this is this is really working. Staying yeah, right I think okay. I think that all the self driving tech or all of the automated driving tech, the primary interest is drinking and driving. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But let's face it, that's why Lyft and Uber exist. Right. Well, yeah. what, what was that video? There was a, some YouTube video years ago where, like, when te- with the guy in a Tesla, there's a woman driving on the highway, and the guy was sleeping, literally sleeping in the front seat as he was driving down the highway. Yeah, that's a good idea. They have a pretty good safety record so far with people doing that. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm know, just like, wow. But I got, I was thinking about this. I got something that I think in five, ten years will be obsolete, nostalgic. That uh, we were like, remember when we used to use I like use it. That? What do you got? Credit cards. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was like, thank God that's what you pulled out of your... You took a long <laughs> time right there and a pause to, to reach into your pocket. Credit <laughs> cards. The Swiss Army knife with the spoon. <laughs> I, think, I think we will have everything on uh, our phone uh, or some version of a phone. It might not even be a phone at that time. Or, you know, your watch. Or a band or something, something it, like that. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think wallets will be obsolete. Uh, women will always need purses because, you know, they like to carry things and collect things. Um, you know, I, I will say I don't carry like a, 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 a purse, what they call it, man purse, purse, like the whole friends thing. I don't carry any bags or anything like that. You but haven't when lived. I, you haven't lived. I know. I know. But when <laughs> I wear a sport coat, I love having the extra pockets for things. And I recently heard a friend of mine who always wears a sport coat refer to it as his purse with sleeves. <laughs> And I loved it because I was like, dude, that's exactly why I love wearing my sport coat because you got pockets for all your, all your stuff. But I agree with you. I, I think that uh, wallets are on their way out. I think right now I probably pay for about maybe a third of my kind of day-to-day shopping with Apple Pay. I, I, I do a lot more online shopping, so I, I've seen that trend kind of uh, shift, you know, especially clothes. What do you think we're going to be yearning for to come back to? Because, you know, whatever's old is new again is kind of always the... Yeah, you know, the the oh, statement, you want to know right? like the real nostalgia, like what we're we gonna look back. Yeah, what, what are we? Because those were the good old days. Glamping, glamping, <laughs> Roombas. Well, and and, Man, not, and maybe not just for shit. us. Not 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 just for us. Let's let's look at it from like today's, you know, within the last five years. In 40 years, what are we going to look back on at this time and say, "Oh man, that was great," or "Man, I don't miss that." You know, think about it this way. So, 30 years ago it was 1991. That's ridiculous. I know. I know. Right, 30 years ago, which I recently came across an internet meme is the same um, number of years that Marty McFly went back in time with, right, from 85, back in time. Um, yeah, yeah. Same number of years that Marty future. McFly traveled through time, right? So from 85 to 55. 
and you look at how shocking that was, right? The movie worked. Okay. If you did that movie today and you went to 1991, I mean, what the hell's different? I mean, okay, the, the internet. There, were, there was no right. internet. There's, I mean, there, there was, was internet. There was no cell phone. Not like there are today, right? There were car phones, things like that, kind of the big, like, The, the big phone. brick, yeah. We yeah, had one brick. in our car. My dad needed it because he was a doctor. It was yeah, the, the center console phone. It had to be, like, installed, right? right. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. you could unplug it and plug it back into the big-ass battery from the trunk and pull it out and walk away I with mean, it. you had Walkmans at that time. Um, you had pagers already. Discman had just come out. Discman had just come out, so CDs, Discman so that changed one. changed the music industry. Yeah. You know, so 1991. Because that's went out. That was, uh, we're at the 30-year anniversary of Nevermind, Nirvana. There you go. Okay. Okay. So it completely changed something to be nostalgic for the grunge scene. The grunge scene. Alternative but, rock. But in terms of the the creature comforts, I mean, okay, yeah, we're digital. We're not film anymore. We've got consolidated stuff, right? The the car phones now a pocket phone that's smaller, cool. You got a, the internet in your hand. There's not much that you look around and you would go, "Wow, it's so much different." There's no flying cars. There's no, you know, TVs are flat. I mean, that's pe- different. Pe- people are going to space now. Yeah, okay. I mean, you might see that. I mean, <laughs> but the shuttle was already going up, so it's not like. But a, yeah, but a, you didn't have leap some, you, but you didn't have civilians. I, I, I think, mean, they've had civilians orbit. I think you're downplaying this. I think this is a much bigger deal. You think if I went back in time, thirty, I'd be blown away by this? Maybe. Uh, everything, every question you ever wanted to find out, you can just ask. It's here. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean. No, people didn't have cell phones in their pocket. You couldn't, you couldn't get in touch with your kids. No, but if you think about it, the Apple Newton was already out, right? Which is already a handheld device. It was already um, able to connect. Yeah, to your but computer. I think. It was already... But you're talking about, in, in my opinion, you're talking about a very niche group of people right. that would have that. Of you course. know, you know what I no, mean. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that like everyone's carrying around the thing. I'm just saying that it wasn't such a leap of the imagination to go to the next step. But there was no internet. I, I didn't get on the internet until my senior year of college. Yeah, I was in high. I was in late high I, school or it something. Was, uh, dial up. <laughs> it was like ninety six, I think, for me. Yeah, I guess it's about right. I think I was. I, I was ni- ninety nine. I think was the first time I got on the internet. And the only thing, no, can't the, be the only thing I did on that the high, internet. That was high school was, for me. Ninety ninety eight was freshman year of high school for me. So maybe it was ninety. Maybe it was eighth grade, but I wasn't allowed to. I, I, yeah, I still use. See, the, I, I used. To I already use had the a phone. girlfriend, so I didn't use that. I, <laughs> but I still use the phone, man. <laughs> I, I I still call people on the phone. So even even in high oh, school, I had I, a I, list. I still use the phone. I had a list of of. I, I, I remember I'd make a list of like girls that I like to call or or my buddies, uh, my my fraternity buddies, because I I couldn't remember all their phone numbers and I didn't have a phone that was no, good. of course, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I had, it, well, you had to memorize a lot more. <laughs> yeah, black books were a real thing. For a yeah, reason, that's right? true. Exactly. Well, I want to know from our listeners. Hit us up on social media. Email us. What will you be nostalgic for? in 40 years will it be technology will it be music will it be clothes i mean what i i'd be really curious to hear what you guys think about that i for me i i'm not gonna be nostalgic for this era of music so for me it's probably gonna be more the tech side or the clothes side for me you know before we close out the segment is there anything that either of you guys are are gonna be excited to see go away that you think is a fad i you know i'm 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 not quite sure face masks Oh. Well, there's that. There's definitely that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you face masks might stick around a lot longer than we think. It, I it, and, and I don't mean to the sense where we have to wear them everywhere all the time, but I think there's going to be a lot of times, I think it's going to be, this might happen, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised, if you have to do a doctor's checkup, 
or go to the hospital, you're required to wear a face mask while you're in there. Or if there's certain certain places you have to go, they're going to require face masks. I would not be shocked to see that. Well, Brian, I'm going to give you a heads up right now since we become such such, such close friends, and, and and you know, you're in my house all the time. Do I have to wear a face mask? No, no. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm like one bad day away from being that dude on the news that gets arrested from freaking out that you're not going to tell me to put that damn face mask on again. I'm I'm so done with it. Are you going to like show like pull out a bunch of zip ties and be like, dude? Brother, I'm going to bring out the paracord. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> Brian, we were talking about uh, earlier, I'd gone to the doctor yeah, uh, yeah, recently. Yeah. Well, I went Friday, and it was via telemedicine. Okay, so, you're, so you, th- you think that's a trend that's going to continue? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, what, in the future, everything else is delivered, right? So why doesn't, uh, you know, you come over and have uh, somebody take your blood and then uh, you just ship that in and that's really all you need to do. Will there ever, you know, in, in 40 years, will people still be wearing eyeglasses? I mean, w- will, will the technology be there? You know, what else? Uh, you know, but you that know, question, I, I, but that question is an interesting one. I'd be curious to see what people think because I, I, I don't know. But that question has been around since before they invented contacts. Right, that's like a, a sixty-year-long, if not longer, question. Actually, oh, yeah. in ten I'm more years, yes. nobody wear eyeglasses. No, I'm going to say yes. People will be wearing eyeglasses, and this is why because it's a fashion style. It's right. a style. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I agree you, with that. you just go in, and it's there's so many frames before what back in you know, the 80s or the 90s, it was you had to wear glasses. It's like, ugh, I got to wear glasses. But now there's so many styles and people actually wear them. Even if they don't need them all the time, they wear them just for the style. I actually think that more glasses are coming because augmented reality is absolutely the next big thing. For well, that's true. They are talking it. about doing little things. Like yeah, so you can watch stuff anyway. while your car drives for you? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pretty much. <laughs> or, or, you no longer or have you, to picture that person or, naked. It'll do it for you. The cop that's going to pull you over is calling you via video phone on your deal is like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Instead of the flashlight <laughs> test, I'm yeah. about to. I'm about two miles behind you. Uh, yeah. y- you don't have to stop, but can you breathe into your glasses? <laughs> you know, the, the, flashlight, the flashlight test for your eyes. Like, okay, I want you to tap on your glasses lenses twice. It's, it's going to run the sobriety test. Just bear, it'll download to my little pad here. It's going to be. Watch you laugh, but. They'll you, find a way. You, speaking of the augmented reality thing, though, and the Facebook becoming meta now and all this jazz, I actually think that the one thing that we're going to look back on in 40 years and we're going to go, I can't believe we did it that way, is social media. I think social media is a complete fad, and I think it's on the downward slope. I'd be interested to see that. I, I, I can see your argument for that. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that it's on the downward slope. I think it's slowing down, though. People are getting desperate. People are getting, it's meta now. You don't rebrand unless you're losing customers in the future, right? It, they're, they're getting desperate. It's interesting. Well, I'd be curious for everyone and our listeners to let us know what you think. What are you going to be nostalgic for in 40 years, nostalgic for in 40 years? And what do you think is going to be relevant? So uh, let us know. Hit us up. You can email us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. And now back to the show.
All right, so Brandon, man, it's been good hanging out with you. Uh, before we move into our third segment, I just want to tell you that uh, we love having you on the show, and anytime you want to come back, you know you have an open invitation. Um, also, I love when you get to bust Phillips' balls about his superhero or villain. Actually, we didn't even get to superheroes. We just went straight for villain. Yeah, we went straight for villain. I can't believe we didn't talk about that that's something that we're going to be having in the future. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. I, I thought about it like kind of as we were transitioning out. I'm like, you know what? It, it, the wheel. Yeah, it'll be the st steering wheel <laughs> in our cars. Yeah. We're going to call it Philip. Is that what it's going to be? No, I'm going to tell you guys right now that if, if the wheel from Wally ever decides to switch sides, Superman better watch out because that might, he will clean. I, I think up. you're so delusional with this this wheel. I can't believe you're clinging to it. You're going down with the ship, my friend. <laughs> Literally. And it, it was so easily defeated, too. So to speak. I, yeah. A freaking trash robot. <laughs> it wasn't even the trash robot. It was the captain that couldn't even walk. <laughs> You're not helping your case, man. <laughs> I love it. He's like, it was It was the other worthless guy that took him down. Listen, that was storytelling at its finest. I loved it. I don't even want to know about your superhero, but yet I am curious. Do you have a superhero? I'll circle back. Uh, he's like, I've got to think about that. I'll circle okay, back. Okay, all right. Uh, my, mine's an interesting one because, uh, I mean, twelve years ago, I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even. I knew he existed, but I don't know what anything about the superhero. And now, I, I freaking love Iron Man. I, oh, I, I mean, give that. That's a good one. I, I mean, I just absolutely love Iron Man. Love Tony Stark. Um, love the first movie. Uh, that that just blew me away. Um, if you think back at how all this started, really, it was that Iron Man movie. And, uh, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. couldn't have been any more perfect. But, um, and then, of course, the way it culminated in, in Endgame. But that, that, that'd be my superhero. I'm all about Wolverine. Wolverine's always been one of my classic ones that I, I'd love. You know, I was a huge Spider-Man fan, but I never saw myself wanting to be Spider-Man. I just loved the comics with him. But Wolverine, man, when, as soon as that got introduced, I was like, oh. <laughs> it's awfully tortured for you. What Wolverine? Yeah, that's a very tortured character, right? That's that's a little dark. I like it. Well, like the dark side of Brian Chambers. I mean, good. he was I I think misunderstood a lot. I, I really I really do. And and especially the, when he was raging and completely <laughs> out of control. I mean, I, I just didn't understand his psyche. I think they he controlled his rage pretty well. He could have tore things up a lot more than he did. It's true, but he gets tired, and wants a bourbon, so you know. All right, let's move into our third seg segment. You know, here on Neighbors Don't Knock, we, you know, we're neighbors. We live around neighbors. <laughs> we we have fun with each other. We laugh. We fight. We do all of the above. But you know what? There's You can't love each other without having a little bit of frustration. I mean, purely frustration. And I get it. So I want to put this out to you guys because we strive here on Neighbors Don't Knock to be positive. But... Even with your, even being positive, there's always some things that come along with having to kind of bite or grit your teeth about. And you have your own neighbors that we live around, and I know everyone is not intentionally, or at least you hope, not intentionally driving the other one crazy, but sometimes you can't help it. Is there something or a neighbor that you guys have that drives you crazy? Absolutely, man. Um, I, okay, so the, I have one... I have one that always drives me crazy, and then one that drew me was driving me crazy today before I got here. Um, it, it one of my neighbors, <laughs> they they had a friend over, and then and they brought their dog, 
is a big dog. They left it in their backyard while they oh, went. Man, you and dogs, man. While they went out. <laughs> and oh, this dog just sat there and barked at everything for oh. four straight hours. Okay. Um, it, it was it, it was unbelievable. And there, my my room, my bedroom is right by their, you know, by their backyard, and it was uh, it was horrible for a Sunday afternoon. Just you know, trying to relax, watch a little football. Um, it was ridiculous. So, well, I had to ask you, what do you do about that? Like, I couldn't do anything. They weren't even there. Um, you know, so so you so you have to be the bigger the bigger neighbor. I mean, if it was something that happened regularly. You know, then I would have a talk with them. But uh, this you was, chose not to kill the dog. That's good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I am a dog lover. I'm a dog person. Just so, feed it a gingerbread house. You know, I just uh, You're regurgitating that shit for hours. <laughs> I just moved over to a, a different room. But um, the thing that gets me just all the time, I have this one neighbor that's back next to him. It's Wilson, except he doesn't have any good advice. Uh, you know Wilson from Tool, it's, uh, yeah from Tool Time yeah was, Home Improvement. So he's just a creeper peeking over your. He's fence a creeper that peeks over. Is his name actually Wilson? <laughs> it is not. Okay, I, won't, just, I, won't, I just wanted to clarify that before. I won't <laughs> say his now. name, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he even worse. Howdy ho, neighbor Tim. <laughs> yeah, even worse uh, than just peeking over my fence constantly is what he does for a living. Is he's a drone camera operator. Whoa. I'm glad I'm that's really cool, but I'm glad you actually continued that phrase because I thought you were going to stop what he does for a living. And the last thing you said was peek being over your fence. So he basically <laughs> chose the creepiest profession you can possibly have in 2021. Right. And when I was like when I was having my pool built, he would send my wife updates with the, his uh, drone video like, hey, here's your backyard today. You know, you're a lawyer. I'm pretty sure that's not legal. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to read about. It. I think if you're a certain height in the air, it is fine. Yeah, they're they're the drones are drones uh, are zone. Dro- drones are getting interesting uh, because there are certain drones. We that didn't you- have drones when I was in law school. I haven't looked up the recent law. <laughs> but there are some new regulations, like certain drones in certain areas. You if you fly them above a certain uh, height. You have to be or have a pilot's license. Now. Oh yeah. So and there's certain drones you can't fly now without having a pilot's license. There's only a certain amount. You know they're recreational. So I, I can see how there's a little bit of a gray. I, I believe area. most of those have missiles on them. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the bare minimum, you have to register them with the FAA. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you did. Do you do anything about this? Does this bug? Does this bug you? Yeah, it absolutely bugs me that he's always constantly just. You know, getting into my business, trying to, you know, always peeking over, um, you know, I mean, the wife and I like to use the hot tub uh, occasionally, you know, and I don't like him pe- peeking over the, the back fence. And um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like so how, as you start talking about your hot tub, <laughs> how you got a little loose there. In fairness, though, if it were Iron Man's drone, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, right, absolutely. But, but Wilson's drone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Phil? Do you have a Do you have a neighbor that is, you know, is frustrating? Besides the one and that is always coming over. Besides, eating your food besides me, the, besides me, that's yeah. that's too nobody easy. in this room. That's too easy. In the that's too easy. Yeah, uh, I actually right now I'm, I'm very blessed that we we get along with all of our neighbors. We're friends with all of our neighbors, so we're super lucky in that regard. However, they all listen to the show, so now we can move on to somebody else. The, the house <laughs> next to ours is a rental. 
Yeah. So we've had quite a few different people come come through over the years. And we had a couple move in with a young child four-ish years ago. They move in. We uh, kind of watched them for a week or two, looking for an opportunity to say hello. They were very guarded. They were never, like, leaving the door open long enough to, you know, while they're undoing the groceries, unpacking the groceries. Hey, you know, we're your neighbor. No. It was like they pull in. The garage door goes down. Didn't want to talk to anybody. One day, a few weeks after they moved in, they're outside with their daughter playing in the driveway. So we took the opportunity to go down, introduce ourselves, welcome the neighborhood if you need anything, all the good jazz. Their daughter, who at the time was five or six-ish, I think, dropped trow and <laughs> peed on my garage door and my driveway. Well. Just straight up marked her territory, pulled up her pants, and went about her business like nothing had happened. Her parents saw this happen, just kept on talking like it was complete. She peed on my garage door. Just like, oh, oh on your, oh, anyway, on your so, garage door. Yeah, yeah, on my garage door. And they're like, so you've been here for how long again? You know, did you guys get together with the neighbors to wine? Did you, things wa- like did that? you watch this happen? Oh, yeah, we all watched it just to straight and up drop trail. Did you not say anything? Brian, what do you say? Um, excuse me. Um, can your can child you collect can, your child? Can your child stop peeing on my garage door? I mean, I would have said that. I, I mean, you act like you've never done it. <laughs> I was so beyond shocked. My wife and I were standing next, wide eyed, you know, just looking at each other. And then, okay, well, have a great day. And they went inside, and that was it. Just, I had to go out with the hose. Like, jeez, uh, I've never had anything that. I mean, of course, mine's a little different because I live in an apartment. But we do have neighbors, though that will be out till all hours of the night or something like that. But we've never had anybody, I mean, aside from basic apartment etiquette that people don't follow, I've never had any problems. But I will say this. There was a neighbor when I was in college because we lived in a a house in, in one of the neighborhoods in Lubbock. And the guy did not like that we had parties a lot. Now we would, it's, you know, we'd have people over and we wouldn't be so loud that it was disrupting him, but they would, but they would park, (laughs) they would park in front of his house, but on the street, not like in the driveway. And he was by himself. So he didn't like that. So what he would start doing is doing all these passive aggressive things. Like he'd throw mud on the windshield or flick all onto whoever parked in front of his house and then flick his cigarette butts when he was out there, you know? So we, and we like less passive and more aggressive. (laughs) No, he got, he got into it. But so that prompted us to, I'm not proud of this, but to go back and be a little more passive aggressive towards him. So he had this canoe on the side of his house, just sitting there. First of all, it's Lubbock, Texas. And I don't know if any of our listeners from around the, the U.S. or world, wherever you're listening, Lubbock, Texas is a very flat place. And the only time that the canoe is useful is when it rains because there's no drainage and it floods the streets. So aside from that, there's no use for a canoe in Lubbock, Texas. So he has a good Swiss Army so, knife. He's a clamper. So he, I, I get he, it. he must be. Yeah. He must be. So He's we prepared. So we thought we're like, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Let's let's teach him a lesson. Let's go grab his canoe. So we went and grabbed his canoe, drug it through our house and into the backyard, you know, and, and it was there for about a week. We didn't want to destroy it. We didn't want to do anything to, you know, we just wanted to teach him a lesson. Wait, hang on. You, you stole the dude's canoe. Yeah. Temporarily. Temp- yeah, we borrowed it. Okay. Yeah, Brian, I'm, I'm thinking that you're like, you know, <laughs> issue with using air quotes property, properly. 
is pretty similar to your <laughs> issue with passive aggressive. Was it was Ste- that was stealing somebody's we property? Stole again. We borrowed. That's pretty aggressive. <laughs> we borrowed. Well, we gave it back, and but you know, it, it started a whole. We gave it back. <laughs> you know, it rained, so he had to get to work. I mean, we we didn't keep it, and we didn't destroy it or do anything to damage it. You know, that was that did was it, the big. Did thing. it have a steering wheel? It. <laughs> No, no, no. That was later. That, that was like the future. Was he like fashioning a new canoe out of his paracord from his belt? But it did. It started. But the thing was, it started this huge neighbor feud. And so it was all of a sudden we would find, you know, our grill was missing. For, you know, we've and my buddy or one of my roommates was just like, you know what we should do? We should spray mace on his door handle. You know, and that way, you know, we go and grab and then, you know, I mean, we, and honestly, I'm not very proud of this one. Uh, we never did it, but I, you know, and I don't think we ever would have, but we did have the idea to call a hooker to go to his house and then call the cops that there was a hooker solicited. From and more so, passive aggressive, yeah. And I'm not saying that we would have done that, but the idea did float around, and I wasn't the only one. But you know, it, I, the only reason I bring all this up is because when you have a neighbor that pushes your buttons so much, it, it's like th- it escalates a lot, and you have to find a balance. And, and I think, especially nowadays, there's a lot of people that aren't very good at confrontation, especially with all this technology. And I feel that now and we were college kids and being stupid, but I feel like nowadays there's more people, adults, that would take similar approaches like that. Well, I mean, uh, January was a it was a rough time in American history um, this this past year. Dece- November, December, January, uh, in politics. And, um, in my neighborhood down the street, uh, one of my really good friends had his Trump sign out, um, which had disappeared numerous times throughout 2020. Um, and he still had it out in January. Um, and so his, his neighbor who, uh, was proudly displaying his Biden uh, asked him to remove his Trump sign. And my, my, he's like, you know, Trump lost. You need to remove your Trump sign. And my friend said no. And there was a fisticuffs on the front lawn. Really? Wow. Yes. Really? Yep. That, that, I, I'm not, I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but it's sad. It's sad. What was the end result? Uh, neighbors don't knock, but they will knock you out. <laughs> Neighbor's gonna knock you out. Mama Fair said, enough. "Knock you out." Fair enough. So, so how about you? Did you ever resolve things with Mister? Uh, no, no, we never did. We just can, can we call we, him a douche canoe and get away with it? Do, we can if Is we that want. Okay? Am I, I canceled now? Is yeah, that no? I, he, we just, we just kind of, we finally just were like, "This is enough. It's not worth our time." I, I think that we need to, as neighbors, regardless of how frustrating it may be. I think we need to practice a little more confrontation. I, I, I really do. Now, I, I understand some people aren't comfortable with that, but I think it needs to happen. That way you know where everyone stands. You know, I'm with you 100%. I, I think that one of the things that frustrates me so much in today's world is that we just stopped standing up. We just stopped saying like, no, hang on a second. I'll text you. I'll email you. Right, right. <laughs> right. We just sort of like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to send it back. You know, it's fine. It's like, no, you, food that sucks, send it back. If your neighbor's pissing you off, tell them. It's okay. Maybe they don't realize they're doing it. Maybe you can actually get something beneficial out of it. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one as well. I blame Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> is it still called that? No, I think it's still called Facebook, but the company is now Meta. You'll notice that the wheel in Wally was directly confrontational. Uh, are you trying to tell me something? Are you trying? You are you coming at me? I think he. I think he is. <laughs> and, and and with that, before we before we get out of Hang here, on. before it wrapped up, you're you're Green, Green Hornet. Green yeah, Hornet. Yeah, I think Green Hornet went my superhero. Yeah. The Seth Rogen Green Hornet. Well, no, but <laughs> no, not the. Do so like, I look like Seth Rogen? No, <laughs> no. I mean, well, get, I'm getting there. But. No, no. But honestly, it, it makes sense with my personality, right? He's a he's a, a character who's very technically savvy, who uses you know Batman style technology without all the torturous backstory. Green Hornet. You know, after the wheel thing, I thought he was going Wonder Twins as his. Uh, wow. <laughs> To be honest, form of an ice bridge. Yeah. I'd be snarf from Thundercat. Oh my gosh, you would be snarf. You would be snarf. You would be snarf. Oh wow! On that, give note. me sight beyond sight. <laughs> oh my, we're going off the rails here. Um, but before we wrap this up, I did want to give a little bit of a shout out as we wrap up our season finale, uh, you know, having Brandon here has been fantastic. We love having him. Super fun. And, uh, we have had amazing guests over the past season, this, this season. Um, I, we started off with, we're going to give him a little bit of a, a quick shout out. Uh, Mike Metro, Commander Metro. Uh, he was a Top Gun instructor. Was on our go check out that first season. Yeah, super fun. Still a Navy pilot. Yeah, awesome guy. Loved it. Uh, the team from Al Pazion came on. We loved having them. Big shout out to you guys. Ben Jaber over with the San Diego Symphony. Uh, still doing his thing. Man, big shout out. Love to you. Uh, our friend uh, here in Houston, Josh Hoffman. Uh, love you, man. Open invitation. Your friend. Broadway, yeah. Broadway star, and now soon studying to be a psychologist. Yeah, Emily Klein. Emily it Klein. was amazing having her on. That was great. And then we also had uh, Lisa Ferris, and you can't call Lisa just one thing. She was, you know, involved with so many things from producer to actor to, to everything. So, Lisa, a big love to you. And then, of course, Edward Sanchez, celebrity makeup artist here locally in Houston. Loved having him on, hearing his stories. I, I'll still never forget his Betty White story. How, so she, how she gave him the, uh, yeah. And if you guys want to hear the end of that phrase, go check out that episode. It's so worth listening to. <laughs> it is worth listening to. And, of course, we brought on uh, the infamous and the talented Tony Camel. So he has a new podcast and a new album out, solo album. So, Tony, much love to you. We're always supporting you. And then our, we had a brilliant investigator, a paranormal investigator for our Halloween episode. Indeed, a real Ghostbuster. That's right. It was a lady Ghostbuster, Eleanor Wagner. So we hope you're doing well and hope things are going well for you. And of course, if you didn't catch last episode, we had uh, some very fantastic uh, police officers from the Chicago area on the show. Chris, Sean, and Scott from the podcast Three Cops Talk. Great episode. They are all about communicating with the police force and the civilians to keep that conversation going. A really wonderful guys, and you guys should check them out or listen to that episode. So a lot of great guests this season. Absolutely. And and even though you're actually a co-host tonight, Brandon, you're still a guest in my house. Thank you so, so much, uh, Brandon Del Castillo, for coming over and being on the show again. 
It was my pleasure. Thank we you for having me. Put me in my place nicely. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. It gave it gave me someone to like go off of. I'm usually having to defend myself over here. <laughs> it was quite quite wonderful. But I do also want to give an additional shout out to our sponsor for the season. You know, the Sacred Heart Ranch of Idaho and El Pasión. You've been more than generous, and we hope that the show helps spread the word for everything that you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are interested in being a sponsor for season four or even a guest for season four, you guys can email us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com or hit us up on social media and let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. But I did want to, before we wrap up today, we are going to let our listeners know there's going to be a special holiday episode that's going to be coming your way so you guys are going to want to listen for that we'll have a trailer coming out in the upcoming weeks so you're going to be on the lookout for what's going to be happening and you're not going to want to miss it because we definitely get into the holidays my favorite time of year absolutely and we are very much looking forward to season four starting in early 2022 we have an incredible lineup of guests so stay tuned for some great announcements yes i know and oh boy do we have some good guests <laughs> It's going to be great. Well, don't forget to go back and check out previous episodes and other guests who have stopped by the show, just such as Brandon. Yeah, Is it cool if I uh, drop trowel right now and uh, undo my paracord? Only if you're going to pee on the garage door. All right. On you, you know why you can do that? Because Philip won't stop you. He'll just be shocked. Yeah. So, Tabasco in the toilet seat. So he won't. He won't know. Fun. He won't know. But yes, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You never miss an episode. That we drop episodes every Friday. Hit us up on social media, and we'll catch you guys soon. Peace out.